Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Tyler Staggs, and man, it has been a minute since I have been here in this chair bringing you another podcast, bringing you a live show on YouTube, and I have missed it. Missed being on here, talking to y'all, getting y'all's thoughts, talking about this Titans team that we all love so much, and it, it's just good to be back. Just had some things going on the last couple of weeks, been really busy, was sick last week. Uh, I had planned on doing a show late last week and ended up with some stomach bugs, so wasn't able to get that together. But I'm here now, and unfortunately, we're going to have to be talking about a Titans loss in on primetime, again, Sunday night football against the Kansas City Chiefs. But before we jump into all that, you know I got to tell you how you can support the show. If you're watching live on YouTube right now, need you to back out of the live chat and go ahead and hit that like button. Let's get these likes rolling in. Let's share this video out. Let's get more people in here. I want to get Titans fans in here. I, maybe some Chiefs fans in here. I don't know. Depends on how they're acting. Uh, and just NFL fans in general. Want to get as many people in here as we can just to add to the conversation. And also, that subscribe button, if it's red, go ahead, click it, turn it gray, hit that bell notification so you never miss when I upload new videos, when I go live. So, And I really appreciate that trying to hit 800 to 1,000 subscribers before the end of this year, sitting at like 491 right now. So we got some work to do, but I really do appreciate all the support. Now, the audio version of this podcast will be up a little bit later tonight after we're done here on YouTube. Go find it on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Follow the podcast on those platforms. Leave a five-star rating and leave reviews. It truly does help the show out so much, helps the show grow, and the more the show grows, the more we're able to get more people in here and have even more in-depth conversation and different opinions. Also, find me on social media, on Twitter, at Titans underscore time, TikTok, been going crazy on there lately, posting like crazy, go check me out on there, at Titans time. 
Instagram, Titans Time Podcast, Facebook, Titans Time. Now, our buddy Titans Rossi is supposed to be joining us tonight as well. I know he had to work until 9, so hopefully he will be in here in just a little bit, and we can you know, really kick the show off even more. I do want to get to the comments because I know we got a couple people in here. Got our buddy Al Pierce saying tighten up, tighten up to you as well, Al. Hope you are having a great week so far and have had a good day today. Have the Pelican 3 in here saying tighten up, tighten up to you as well. And my wife in here saying almost to 500 subs. Y'all hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet. Tighten up. And yes, please do that. And like I said, we have... I, I wish I was coming back to doing this under better, better circumstances. I wish I was coming back to talk about a Titans win on Sunday Night Football against the Chiefs. But as we all know, the Titans did drop one, lost 20-17 to against the Chiefs. It did take overtime for the Chiefs to win it, though. And honestly, looking back at this game, the biggest takeaway for me is if you told any NFL fan that the Titans, like if you told them this the day before the game, that the Titans would have Malik Willis making his second ever start, in Kansas City against the Chiefs, primetime Sunday night football, when we know that Chiefs Stadium is always going to be loud, but even louder for primetime games. And the Titans are going to make it a close game, take the Chiefs into overtime, while also allowing... 500 yards of total offense to the Chiefs. You probably wouldn't believe me or probably wouldn't believe who's saying that, but you would also say, okay, there's there's something about this Titans team, like them going in there doing that. But like I said, just so many things to get into with this game. Had Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes things against us. A couple of those runs that he had looked like, gave me flashbacks to that run before halftime in the 2019 AFC Championship game. And those are things that we cannot allow to happen. But hats off to our defense. Because in the second half, our offense could not do anything. And our defense, even though they did give up 500 total yards of offense, they held this explosive Chiefs offense to just 20 points. And it took overtime for the Chiefs to even get to 20. This defense is a top defense in the NFL. This pass rush getting after quarterbacks. If it wasn't for Mahomes' ability to escape the pocket and be elusive, there's no telling how many sacks this Titans defense would have had. 
And Al Pierce, I see your comment that just came in saying the D must carry us the rest of the way. And this defense is good enough that they can do it. Because when, especially when our front four are getting after the quarterback like they are, and our secondary is stepping up and making the plays that they've been making, this could easily, easily be a top five defense in the league. Even after this game, the Titans still have the best third down defense in the league. Now, I know that sounds a little crazy to hear considering just a couple of years ago, the Titans had the worst third down defense. Now we have the best third down defense. Our defense is only allowing opposing offenses to convert like 28% of their third down attempts. The next closest um, is like at 32%. So this Titans defense is on a different level right now. We just have to figure out how to get the offense to match that. And right quick, I'm going to be checking with Rossi to see if he's still good for coming on tonight. Um, and I want to get y'all's thoughts. I know the Pelican 3 is saying that didn't watch the game, but listen to it. It sounded like there were a lot of flags in the game. And Pelican, we are definitely going to talk about the flags and lack of flags in this game. Um, I mean, that's definitely a topic that we have to hit on. <clears throat> but I want to jump to talking about the first half of this game because the first half, honestly, was it couldn't have been scripted any better for the Titans. The Titans were able to have a lead going into halftime. I believe at halftime they were up um, 14 to 9 if I'm remembering correctly. And coming out from halftime, they were able to get a field goal. Um, and I'm just double-checking myself here. Yeah, at halftime, Titans were up 14-9, to and then they were able to add a field goal on their second drive of the third quarter to grab an eight-point lead on the Chiefs. But on the road with your backup rookie quarterback making only his second career start, you're up by five. I, I'll take that going into halftime. The play calling and play designs in the first half really played to Malik Willis's strengths. And, <laughs> Al, that's something we will... I, I see your comment there. I will hit on that in a minute. Uh, that <laughs> That's a good point, though. Um, but first half, Todd Downing, he's giving Malik easier reads to make, giving him some screen passes to hit, 
The Titans' first play of the game is a screen pass to Chig Okonkwo, who takes it 40-something yards to end up on in Chiefs' territory. Now, that didn't work out much better for the Titans because they did end up having to punt. But still, plays like that helped out. Now, Malik, it was a night and day difference seeing him in this game, especially the first half of this game, compared to the Houston game. The Houston game, you could tell that he didn't have all of his confidence about him and wasn't sure if, you know, about making throws. Wasn't sure if guys were open, even though they were, in the NFL, the separation they had, they were considered open. But he kept second-guessing himself and wouldn't sling it down the field. He had no trouble doing that, especially in the first half of this game. His best throw was a back-shoulder throw to Austin Hooper, to get the Titans down inside the five. And the placement of the ball, the the confidence of Willis to make that throw, and the adjustment by Austin Hooper to make that catch was just a thing of beauty all around. And the Titans also allowed Malik Willis to use his legs more in the first half. Running that read option with Derrick Henry, where either he can let Henry take it right up the gut, or he can pull it and go around the edge, and man, he made Kansas City's defense pay a couple of times with that play. And it was just, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, if the Titans keep this up in the second half and keep playing to Malik Willis's strengths here, we're going to be sitting in really good shape. But Todd Downing does what he always does in the second half. Doesn't make adjustments, but also goes away from what's working and playing to his personnel's strengths. And I don't want to hit too much on the second half just yet. I want to keep the focus here in the first half because in the first half, Derrick Henry had nine carries for 92 yards. This was shaping up to be another big Derrick Henry day. Also had two touchdowns in the first half. But the man was averaging 10.2 yards per carry. Just insane, especially against a Kansas City run defense that is pretty good. I mean, they're they're not Houston, that's for sure. But, you know, they're pretty good. And Henry was able to gash them on some runs and second half as I mentioned earlier the Titans went away from what was working and I do everyone here in the live chat I want to know y'all's thoughts on the first half what y'all 
were able to see in the first half, things y'all like from Malik and the Titans in general. And, you know, I've talked about the offense some there in the first half, things that look good, players that look good. But I also have to talk about the defense some more as well in the first half because Kansas Kansas City started off with the ball and they were driving down the field and were on fire. I mean, opened the game up with a 15-play drive and looked like they were going to score a touchdown, and the Titans were eight, the Titans defense was able to hold them to three. Now, Kansas City did make the Titans punt their first drive of the game, and when Kansas City got it back, they went down, scored a touchdown. Now, as I mentioned, the Titans answered back with a touchdown of their own. Defense come out and was able to force a Kansas City punt. Titans offense was able to take advantage of that, go down, score another touchdown, and what would be their last touchdown of the game. And defense back out on the field again, made Kansas City go three and out. Now, Titans offense forced a punt. Kansas City's last drive of the first half, Titans defense was able to step up and force another punt. And that is, you know, that's a big difference if you look back through history, like going back to that 2019 AFC Championship game. The Titans had a chance to stop the Chiefs in that game before halftime. But Patrick Mahomes was able to escape the pocket and have a touchdown run that was just a backbreaker. That didn't happen before halftime in this game. The defense stepped up and got the stop. And um, my wife saying that, agree, that play was a glimpse of what Malik could be. And yeah, we saw several glimpses of what Malik, his potential in this game. And before we dive into too much more here, I do want to go ahead and hop into a segment right quick. The best bets segment presented by DraftKings. And if you haven't already signed up or you want to get into some sports betting and are not on DraftKings yet, Man, I I have to tell you about it. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And I just want you to set this scenario up in your head of thinking about your team's kicker, the Titans kicker, lining up for an onside kick. And as we know with onside kicks, the chance of recovering that onside kick are slim to none. You're watching, your heart's racing, the tension's getting higher and higher. Your pulse, like I said, it's just racing. He kicks it, you watch as the ball starts to bounce around, and 
what you can do with DraftKings Sportsbook is make every play feel that exciting. And because DraftKings has unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Now, along with the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. It's simple. If you want to get into this, just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using promo code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show details for more on all of that. And I do have a couple of bets that I've been looking at, and this is something that for Titans fans, we can, we know how good Derrick Henry is. Derrick Henry, he's sitting back atop the league in rushing yards right now, and he's only one touchdown away from being tied for the most rushing touchdowns in the league right now. So, looking at the Comeback Player of the Year award right now on DraftKings Sportsbook and the odds for who they have favored for this award, Geno Smith is the most favored right now. I can't really argue that too much. Geno, with the Seahawks, No one expected them to be having the season that they are having right now. And Geno Smith is playing good football. But Derrick Henry is sitting there at plus 1,400 odds. This is not betting advice. This is just a bet that I see that that I like and I'm thinking, man, I may want to throw some money down on that. Because we know we haven't even hit Derrick Henry's best months yet for running the ball. We're just now getting to those. And he's already taken over that rushing yards lead. Won't be long he'll take over the rushing touchdowns as well. So that might be something that you uh, look at and say, hey, I'll throw a little money on that. Another bet, this is for... Uh, record breakers, and it's for any player to break the record for most receiving yards in the regular season. So, and that record right now is 1,964. So, for a player to have over that, and the odds on this are plus 175. Just to give a little context to this, through Nine games, which the Dolphins have have not had their bye week yet. But through nine games, Tyreek Hill already has over 1,100 receiving yards. Dude is just going crazy down there in Miami. And 
the next closest person to him is in the mid 800s, mid to low 800s. So that tells you how good of a season Tyreek Hill is having so far. Even if they had their bye week, you know, you maybe knock 100 yards off of what he's done so far. But he still has eight games left, and he's already got over 1,100. There's a good chance we may see Tyreek Hill, as long as he stays healthy, break that record. And that's just a couple of bets that when I was scrolling through DraftKings that I seen that I liked. Now, get back to uh, some comments here. Stanley Wilson saying that he just uh, prays to God that we re-sign Simmons. And Stanley, we will touch on that as well. I know last night on Rossi's show, we talked about um, several different things, and this was one of those things. But I do want to hit on it uh, as well tonight. And Al Pierce, going back to this comment, saying that maybe Downing should start scripting the second half too. And Al, (laughs) I would say that he needs to do that, but it may take everything. I think it takes everything he has just to be able to script the first half. I really do. I don't think he can come up with a script for the second half. I think when he sits down to go through these game plans, which I know most of the time offenses, that's all they do anyways, is script for the first half and then make adjustments at halftime and just go with the feel of things after that. But I think even doing that is a tough task for Todd Downing. But something has to for sure change with this Titans team in the second half. Because as I mentioned, the last touchdown the Titans scored in this game was in the first half. You can't win games when you're not scoring in the second half. I say that. The Titans have won games this year where they have not scored in the second half, but they had a much bigger lead against teams that are not as good as the Kansas City Chiefs. But the defense can only do so much. And that's why the defense deserves so much credit for how this team is playing. Because the defense keeps them in games. The defense was out on the field for over 90 plays this game. You don't see that in NFL games. You may see that in some college games where teams are running a lot of high-tempo offense and score quick and their defense has to get back out there. But you hardly ever see something like this in an NFL game. And the Chiefs ran 91 plays compared to the Titans' 48. Jeffrey Simmons, by the end of this game, was absolutely spent. 
I mean, when you have a guy in overtime, the Titans are able to hold the Chiefs on a third down to force them to kick a field goal. And Simmons, he he collapsed on the field pretty much. He just couldn't get off the field because he was so exhausted at that point. That tells you that he gave everything he had for this team out there. And the offense couldn't reward what the defense was able to do. Something's got to change. And it doesn't help when our receivers finish the game with zero catches. Not a single one of our receivers had a catch. And it's not because Malik wasn't throwing to them. There were a couple of times Malik threw some absolute dimes. One to Conley on the sideline where he Malik couldn't have put the ball in any better position and Conley let it hit off his bicep and missed it. Another one where Malik threw to his left down the field to Cody Hollister, who for some reason was 15 yards down the field trying to block his guy instead of looking for the ball. All he had to do was turn and look for the ball, and it would have been an easy back shoulder catch. But no, he's too worried about blocking 15 yards down the field, even though he's lined up wide to the left. And I'm going to dive into talking about Hollister some more, too, here. Yeah, I'll just do it right now. Cody Hollister does not deserve a spot on this team. I don't care how good the Titans think he can block. He, he had a block in the back penalty where he ran back to the middle of the defensive line, essentially, to block guys on a Henry run when he didn't have to do it. And then, of course, like I said, when he's actually supposed to be running routes, he's out there blocking, doesn't know the play call. Like, the guy needs to be gone. He can't create separation. Titans, cut him. Get him gone. He doesn't even belong on an XFL roster, let alone an NFL roster. And, again, just the the Titans receivers not able to get separation. It doesn't help out. And some of that also comes back to Todd Downing because of the route concepts that he has the guys out there running where he has all these receivers bunched up on one side and all of them running routes to that side versus spreading them out and possibly giving Malik some passing windows that he can actually throw into. Now, I do want to get to more of y'all's comments here. We have Adam in here, who's a Chiefs fan, and says that that defense was great. They did get away with some holds on the corners, but that defense was gassed. And Adam, appreciate you being in here. Appreciate the comment. Y'all make sure, go hit that like button, share this video out. Let's keep getting some more people in here. But Adam, there were a lot of missed calls in this game. 
And I know, you know, you're saying there were some on the Titans side, but there was also some on the Chiefs side. And ultimately, I'm going to say this after having a another day to reflect on this game. The Titans could have done some things to win the game where it didn't have to come down to missed calls. So, you know, it it's one of those things where, yes, for the last couple of days, I blamed things on the refs. It's not going to do any good when it comes down to it. Sometimes you just can't put yourself in those positions. Uh, the Pelican 3 says, wasn't there a time where they only needed three yards for a field goal for us, but they made a play and had to punt the ball in the second half? And yes, there was. The Titans got the ball at the 50-yard line, picked up a first down, one of their only first downs of the second half, had a first down run by Henry, and only needed three more yards to get in. Really, it would have been a long field goal, but to get in field goal range for Randy Bullock to where you could have possibly went up 20-9. to And Todd Downing goes away from the run game in that situation, even though, like I said, before halftime, Derrick Henry averaging 10.2 yards per carry. He goes away from the run game, has Malik try to throw a pass, and then does a swing pass on third down that ends up losing like four yards and knocks him out of field goal range. It's just unacceptable. I said Cody Hollister needs to be gone. Todd Downing needs to be walking out the door right there with him. Uh, my wife says, it's so embarrassing that we are eight games deep and still can't do anything in the second half. How is nothing changing at this point? Heads should be rolling. And what it really comes down to is the Titans are in a weak division. They know that they are going to win the AFC South. And... You know, they're just, they don't see, I'm trying to think of the words here for it, but they just feel like they need to execute better and it will fix things. But there's a lot more than just executing better. Um, Chris says, guys, we're playing undrafted free agents at wide receiver. Our wide receiver group would not start on the other 31 teams with the exception of Robert Woods. And I agree. Right now with the receiving core we have, we don't have um, much of an option. Hopefully, Traylon Burks can come back soon. Kyle Phillips as well. And I know that's going to be relying on some rookies to do things for us. But before Burks got hurt, at least he was able to create some separation. I'm not going to say that he was perfect and, you know, just making plays on plays on plays. But he was consistently getting separation and at least giving Tannehill 
a place to go with the ball. And Stanley had another question saying, do I think we keep Tannehill one more year or go ahead and let Malik take over? Uh, Stanley, that is a good question. And one that, you know, it's tough. Because especially right now, Ryan Tannehill gives us the best chance to win. And, man, that's that's tough to answer because before the season, the way that I put it is I think Tannehill stays around if the Titans make the playoffs and Tannehill is able to help them win a game or two in the playoffs. And as long, even if they lose in the playoffs, as long as it is not on him. So as long as he's not turning the ball over three times again, I think he could possibly be back. And a lot of it also depends on Malik Willis's development. I mean, if he keeps making strides like he did from the Houston game to this Chiefs game and building that confidence and keeps getting better, then, you know, there's that chance. And it also gets a big cap number off there, and maybe that's where they get some money to pay Simmons. (laughs) And I know y'all got the comments rolling in like crazy right here. Titans Fox... Titans Fox, good to see you in here. I did see your comment in Rossi's show last night. Pretty much asking, hey, when are you going to get another show out? I've been looking for them. And I'm going to try and do better, Fox. I'm going to try and get more rolling out um, after this one where I'm back to doing a couple of shows a week. Uh, just been a little busy with things going on. My wife says it would be one thing if Todd was actually adjusting, but it's just... The same freaking thing every week, and it was like that last year, too. Adam says Henry is his favorite running back, even as a Chiefs fan. Um, my wife says, I don't see Vrabel doing anything about downing until after the season is over, though. And A to Z Sports had a, I believe it was, I believe it was Zach on there, had a good point today on their show about this. And it was something that I hadn't really thought about. But if you remember back to when the Titans defense was so bad, when it was, they didn't really have a defensive coordinator, quote unquote, but Shane Bowen was the one calling the plays. We were not happy about Bowen. Defense was terrible. Worst third down defense in the league. We wanted him out. And then when Vrabel promoted him to actually that defensive coordinator spot, we didn't understand it. But last year, we got a glimpse of what he could do with this defense. And it was good. This year, he's continuing to build off of that. So what Zach said is with Todd Downing, it seems like what Mike Vrabel has done is last year, yeah, things weren't things weren't good. But 
he's give, he's given Downing another chance to see what he could do this year. And if things keep going like they're going right now, that could be all of what Vrabel needed to see. He did it with Bowen. It worked out with Bowen. So he decided to try it with Downing to see if it would work again. And it hasn't. So that that could be something there. Adam said they just didn't address wideout enough. I mean, they could have at least tried to get even a number two wideout at the deadline. Uh, my wife says I think it's a very real chance that Malik could be ready next season. Tannehill is struggling mentally and maybe declining physically and has for a while. Um, Titans Fox said Malik can't progress under Downing, so we need Tannehill. Uh, for now, uh, the Pelican three says Malik can throw some dimes. Just looks bad on him because while he is running in the backfield trying to find a receiver, they are all too busy blocking. Um, and that's another good point. And that brings me to in overtime, uh, one of the Titans play calls. You look down, you know, if you see the view from behind Malik Willis, you see receivers running down the field, and none of them are looking for, none of them are turning their head back around looking for the ball. But the reason for that is because um, it's a screen pass to none other than Jeff Swain. And I, I don't like the screen pad. Like, I, I don't like that it's going to Jeff Swain. But a couple of things with that play is Swain stayed on his block too long. I don't know if he forgot what the play was or what, but he stayed on his block a little too long. And since Swain stayed on that block too long, that forced Malik to have to... He freaked out a little bit, and he ended up running into the pressure, and it just blew the play up. Because if Swain comes off of his block earlier, or if Malik is able to look after Swain actually does release his block, he hits Swain, and Swain at least picks up a first down. But just, and I see where Chris Harp says, personnel on offense is the issue, downing is secondary on play calls. And yeah, I mean, it's it's a combination of the two. But what it comes down to and why I am putting more blame on downing besides just the personnel is because when you are a offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator, when you are given, when you're told, hey, these are the players you have to work with, you find out those players' strengths and you call plays that go along with their strengths. Simple as that. You play to your guys' strengths instead of asking them to go do something that they're not good at. I mean, take, just going back old school, take Randy Moss. We know what Randy Moss was good at. 
you're not going to take and plug him into an offense and ask him to be motioning in and blocking guys. No, you're going to tell Randy Moss to use his speed, sprint down the field, and catch that long bomb for a touchdown. Or run down the field and go up over guys and make plays. You're, you play to their strengths. But also, as for the personnel, yes. Another shot that Malik took down the field to Nick Westbrook-Akina. It's a play where if we had a true star receiver out there and the ball was going to them, they make that catch. NWI does not make that catch. And, man, y'all are lighting the comments up here. Uh, and Adam, I mean, he says that Ryan needs a star receiver for play action. That's where he excels. And, you know, we talked about it some on Rossi's show last night. A.J. Brown, living his best life in Philly right now and trolling Titans fans. And, you know, I've went back and forth on this. And, but A.J. has a point. And I guarantee you, if it's A.J. Brown out there for the Titans that Malik's taking that deep shot to, A.J. Brown comes down with that ball. Um, Chris says, Burks and Phillips' return is paramount in determining if Tannehill or Malik is that guy. Stanley says, it's not a question that Downing is gone after this year. Um, Adam says, you can call the plays all you want, but if you don't have the personnel to execute well, then can't really do much. Um, and the Pelican 3 says, didn't Kelsey grab Kalu's helmet and the flag was on us? So I do want to dive into this a little bit. And Adam, this may be the part of the show where uh, you want to cut out or you may be telling us, hey, y'all are just dead wrong. This is what I saw. But from looking at some of the flags that were thrown or not thrown, the two-point conversion, ultimately when it comes down to it, even if the Chiefs had not got that, what are the chances that the Titans actually move the ball down the field to run some clock out and don't give it back to the Chiefs? Or the Titans stop them, get the ball, punt it back to the Chiefs, and they come down and at least get a field goal. But on that play that you're talking about, uh, Pelican, yes, and worst-case scenario, there should have been offsetting penalties there. As soon as Kelsey came off the line, his hands went immediately to Kalu's head and neck area. There's a still photo of this play where you can see Travis Kelsey's hands up under Kalu's face mask, pushing his helmet up. The reaction by Kalu when that happens is to throw his hands up and wrap around the outside of Kelsey 
and the flag gets thrown on Kalu for either defensive holding or illegal contact, even though it was Kelsey that initiated it. So there were some things there. Then, obviously, what I want from the officials is consistent calls. Derrick Henry had a good run in the second half that was called back for an Aaron Brewer hold on Chris Jones, where Brewer, I mean, was just slightly outside of Chris Jones's shoulder pads. But Jeffrey Simmons, the Chiefs offensive lineman, could wrap their arms around him and hug him and no flag would be thrown in the second half there. That is my biggest problem with the refs in this game, is the fact that the consistency was not there. And calls that were made later in the game swung the momentum to the Chiefs' side even more. Just my thoughts on that. Now, Stanley, I do want to get back to your comment from earlier where you said that you pray that we re-sign Simmons. And again, I know we talked about this on Rossi's show last night. If we do not re-sign Jeffrey Simmons, right now the biggest mistake for the Titans was getting rid of A.J. Brown. All the fans know it. I think the Titans are starting to see that more and more. If they let Jeffrey Simmons walk or if they trade him away, that will single-handedly be the worst decision this team, John Robinson, has ever made and will ever make. Because Simmons is a game wrecker. The attention that he demands from the offensive line when he is out there makes everyone around him better. And the team attitude that he brings, how much he loves playing with these guys, how much he loves being here in Tennessee, you don't let a player like that walk. And I said this last night, I'll say it again. If the Titans do that, I will. The show after, if that happens, the show after that, y'all need to make sure you're not around any young ears or if you don't like a lot of cussing, you probably don't want to tune into that show because I will be so extremely pissed off and disappointed in this organization. Now, I'll still like the team and cheer for them, support the team, but it'll be hard for me to trust them to make the right decision ever again. I bleed two-tone blue through and through. That's just how it is. I'll always support this team and cheer for them. But I would definitely be more objective 
if they do that. And let's see more of y'all's comments here. Um, Al says Twitter was blowing up today with rumors of Frank Wright becoming our next OC. What's my take on that? And honestly, I may be, I've been seeing some people talk about that. I may be in the minority here. I'm not big on it though, because I feel like Frank Wright had a good say in the play offensive play calling up in Indianapolis. And which I know Jonathan Taylor's been dealing with injuries this year. But you have a back like Jonathan Taylor up there and you don't know how to utilize him. What makes us think that Frank Wright would know how to utilize Derrick Henry to his best ability? Now, that being said, would he be an improvement over Todd Downing? Possibly. But one thing we can't forget about is we got Tim Kelly sitting there right behind Downing. I would take Tim Kelly. Um, Titan Fox said Simmons isn't going anywhere. Half the fan base would rather watch King Henry walk before him. I honestly don't want to see either of them walk. I want both of those guys to retire as Titans. And another guy that they just need to go ahead and find a way to sign to a long-term deal is Stonehouse because we are going to be relying on Stonehouse and have been relying on him so much throughout this season, and the dude is an absolute weapon in flipping the field for the Titans when the offense can't get things going. My wife says the Titans would have to be on some kind of mind-altering drugs to let Simmons walk. Uh... Pelican 3 says, tighten up again. Tighten up. Chris Harp says, Big Jeff is the baddest mofo in the league to date. Aaron Donald is on the backstretch. Just Jeffrey Simmons is that dude, and yes, he he is. Um, Now, want to get back to this game just a little bit, give some closing thoughts on it. The thing that really irked me more in the second half, and I hit on this earlier, Derrick Henry. The guy, like I said, was averaging 10.2 yards per carry in the first half. Had two touchdowns in the first half. He finished the game with 17 carries for 115 yards and two touchdowns. Only got eight carries in the second half. After the Titans' second possession in the second half, they were up by eight points. This has Derrick Henry-style game written all over it. When you have an eight-point lead on Kansas City and you get the ball back, there is no reason that Derrick Henry should not have finished this game with 25-plus carries. Now, their excuse for not getting him the ball more is because of penalties and stuff putting them behind the sticks. But I want to ask y'all this. How many times in other games this year and last year did we see 
that even when the Titans got behind the sticks, second and 20, first and 20, they still keep Derrick Henry out there and give him the ball. And they weren't doing that this game. They'd get behind the sticks and they tried to become a team that they're not. And the read options that they did run in the second half weren't with Henry as much. The defense isn't going to respect it as much if it's Hilliard or Haskins out there. There's a reason it was working so well in the first half. It's because you had Malik Willis and Derrick Henry back there. And Derrick Henry commands that respect. The Chiefs were stacking the box. They were begging the Titans to try and beat them through the air. And the first half, the Titans said, no, we're going to play our game and run Derrick Henry. And even with a stacked box, the Chiefs couldn't stop him. It's not an adjustment that they made in the second half. Henry had a couple of runs that were called back for holds or blocks in the back. Wasn't the Chiefs that stopped him? It was the Titans. They need to fix that. A couple of weeks ago, Derrick Henry was involved more in the passing game. Why couldn't they do that in this game? Instead of taking him out and having Hilliard out there. Keep Henry out there and let him be involved in the pass game. Even if you're not handing it to him, he can either be a distraction or, hey, he runs out for a pass, you get the ball in his hands in space and let him make plays. He is your best offensive weapon. He's your pretty much your only offensive weapon out there making plays. Keep feeding him. Don't go away from it. Titans, do better. And Titans Fox says, eight runs in the second half. Our coaching staff lost this game while the defense was desperately trying to keep us in it. And exactly. I mean, and that comes back to Todd Downing. You know, the personnel that he's putting out on the field for the offense. And... I also want to give respect to Derrick Henry because he knows that with that defensive performance, after the game, he went up to every defensive player and shook their hand and pretty much told them what a hell of a job they did. He knows that that defense deserved better from this game, that the offense didn't deliver like the defense did. So... Just had to hit on that. And the Pelican 3 says, do you reckon Henry's foot is giving him trouble and they are not saying anything about it? I don't think so. I I don't think it's anything going on with his foot. I think it was just simply, for some reason, when the Titans were getting behind the sticks, they were just going away from him. Titans Fox says, this is the same conversation we had after the AFC Championship game a couple years ago. Second half, Henry had three runs for like 28 yards. We have to pass because we're down. It's dumb. Yeah, in the second half of that game, it still wasn't really out of hand. Um, Second half, he did only have like three to six carries. I don't think it was for 28 yards. I think it was for more like six yards or something like that but still they went away from it even though they had time to still play their game 
And Chris Harp says, does Vegas dictate anything? Not sure on that one, but uh, yeah, I wanted to get in here, you know, really give my thoughts on this game. Talk to y'all. Like I said, it's been a while. It feels good to be back in this seat, you know, just chatting with y'all, getting y'all's opinions on things, talking about this team that we love. And even after losses, yes, it sucks after losses. I would rather be doing this after a win. But, you know, it, you're not going to win every game in the NFL. You're just not. I know this Sunday we have the Broncos coming up. I do plan on doing another live show later this week. Should have the Power Hour coming on uh, to join me for that show. And, you know, we're going to break down everything what the Titans need to do. It's going to be a tough matchup with the Broncos. It is because the Broncos' defense is good. Our defense is good. If you're a betting person, may want to go ahead and take the under for the points on that game uh, because, you know, I don't see the Broncos' offense putting up a lot of points, and I don't think our offense will put up a lot of points. But we will see. If you're still here in the live chat, Go ahead, back out of that live chat. Make sure you've hit that subscribe button, turn on the post notifications, hit that like button, share this video out. As I mentioned at the start of the show, this the audio version of this show will be up uh, here in just a little bit. Find it on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Just type in Titans Time Podcast. Leave a five-star rating. Leave some reviews. It helps the show grow. The more we grow this show, the more people we can get in here, the more interaction we have, the more opinions we have, and it just makes the show that much better. Also, find me on social media, Twitter, at Titans underscore time, Instagram, Titans Time Podcast, Facebook, Titans Time. Also, find me on TikTok, at Titans Time. Really, uh, like I said, enjoyed being back. Um, I know Fox says, love having you back, though. Like I said, Fox, it's it's good to be back and just be talking Titans with y'all. That's what I truly enjoy most about this, is coming on here and just talking with other Titans fans, other football fans, and just having a, a great show. Um, the Pelican 3 says that we gave them a good run for their money, and we did. Because, again, if you told me the Chiefs ran 91 offensive plays, had 500 yards of total offense, I would have guessed that the Titans got blown out. I wouldn't have guessed that it ended as a three-point game. But definitely some things could have been fixed, and we could have come out of there with a win. But it does show, hey, we've made adjustments from the blowout in Buffalo and that we can play with these high-powered teams. My wife says, good night, y'all. Stay safe. And as always, tighten up. And yes, hope y'all have a great rest of the night and a great rest of the week. Like I said, I'll be back later this week for that game preview show. So hopefully I see y'all there for that. This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up.